Shut up and sit down. Because this message is for the, the experienced cyclists who've been at this a long time. You guys do not screw this up. Do not screw this up and make cycling this obnoxious, exclusive sport anymore with your dumb rules and uh, and making fun of the new guy on the group ride. Here's my sunscreen. I got the disc brake. I got my fork ranked. I got my seat dropped. I push it real. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Dr. Martin Luther King once said that the function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Intelligence plus character. That is the goal of true education. Well said. Road is doing laundry. And uh, and you answer them. You help people out, but you don't shame them. You don't make fun of them. This is a community that we're all in. Uh, everyone who learns how to ride a bike now is going to be one less person who's honking at us in the street later. Uh, it's going to be more people who are advocating for bike lanes and safety. Let's. We have another chance at at cycling being awesome and, and let's take advantage of it. Let's grow this community together, all of us. Cycling is a lifestyle capable of improving the world. It is also a way of bringing people together. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Dering, and I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance, no pants, coming live from the bathroom. Acceptable. <laughs> it, that's an ex- coming live from the bathroom. <laughs> That was actually our original plan. Was to just tune him in straight from the like bathroom. Just walked out of the bathroom. That almost yeah. happened. It almost but he had a quick movement. It was an efficient movement, wasn't it, Lance? That is an acceptable. Yes. Let's acceptable not talk about movements. You're welcome. Not, let's not connect those right Poor now. Poor choice of words. Tis right, Evan Price. Don't ask me about technology. Don't ask me about the- What are you oh. sipping? Well, no, we no, got- no, no, no. We're switching interests. We're switching. Oh. It's your turn. It's- <laughs> That, and that was it. That was it. Was this voted on by? Don't ask me about technology, Matt. Okay. There we go. Wow. I, I know. Let's quick vote around the table. Does that pass? Sure. Whatever. We may be able eh. to add a little bit to it. <laughs> eh. Lance. <laughs> think about it. I think I need to add a bit to it. I think I need to add a little bit. All right. Whatever. All right. Now, work in progress, folks. Work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To his right, Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look fantastic today. I feel Thank you. happy. You look questionable <laughs> you look mustachey that's sure. yeah that's not going away no I not right so. now no. not it's today looking nicely trimmed not you're today. shaving everything else pretty clean yeah. does it scare small yeah. children yeah do you scare does, your own children yeah, yeah. does it <laughs> scare, every does it scare your wife my son facetimes me and he's like oh dad <laughs> why why you still have that i'm like because of that right there because <laughs> of that response you got three like, more weeks like I was, <laughs> I was about to shave it and but now, now i'm keeping it staying. because of you like you have to deal with this for three more weeks now <laughs> winning <laughs> all right it's been a good week i think let's uh run around the table with a little backpedal matt you want to start us off sure i got nothing to talk about backpedal wise i'll tell you about my workout yesterday <laughs> oh yesterday i spent a solid two hours Ooh. And that's being, I'd say, you know, a lot of people exaggerate on podcasts like this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm probably exaggerating on the other side. It took it took me probably more than two hours to change a tire. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> on the, uh, this is like this Envy wheel that's super nice. Does that I, count as a workout? It was <laughs> my so. workout. Did that you garden was, in the workout? I 
it didn't put it didn't go up on Strava. So yeah, if you're frustrated enough that your heart rate gets heart above rate up. muscular yep, tension then, workout, so <laughs> so finally wrestle this tube and tire onto the wheel and um, pump go to pump it up, and no, it's the tube that I had put in was flat. So, <laughs> so I just like hung my head, up. walked into the house, had dinner with my family. And then I gathered the momentum to go back out to the garage and try again. <laughs> and then promptly retired from cycling. <laughs> yeah. Second second time. Second time I was like, okay, you know, th- this is going on better, whatever. Like, that's fine. Only took me probably like, whatever. We'll say 15, 20 minutes. We're still a long time to change a tire. Uh, but uh, same thing. Go pump it up and nothing. Wah, wah, and I was wah, like, wah. that's it. That's all my tubes. Like, I'm out. I am so frustrated that I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. That's, <laughs> that's how frustrated I am. And I even brought the wheel in here. Uh-huh. And while we were waiting on Lance, I was like, yeah, sure, Jake, take a crack at it. And I was like, pretty sure I was like, wow, he's going to play with this thing. It's going to be like, no, this thing is a, this is a bear. This is a horrible thing. 30 seconds. Like, 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds. He almost did it with his hand. He did have to grab the um, tire lever. Yeah for like two seconds but he mostly did. so that hurt my pride <laughs> i saw i saw jake rip it, a tire off the tube in the rain and vancouver lake on a tube i literally sat there for 15 minutes trying i was like there's no way jake's gonna be able to get this and he ripped right it off, off right off yeah Ugh. you know it hurt everybody's been through this matt everybody has had this experience everyone's of, had jake it's never taken like, me two hours to do it where, where you just can't get it right or you just this was a lot of time i was <laughs> i was like i'm gonna be sore tomorrow that's sweating right now thinking about it it was a tough day man happy to it's a big workout so that was my backpedal that's my workouts for the week that's a great week matt I, yeah all right fantastic you know, some people have these super productive weeks, Evan, <laughs> and others uh, get a tire change by having Jake do it for them. I wouldn't call whatever I was doing super productive, but yeah. we're probably equally productive. Hey, uh, Lance and Matt, what's the over-under on the number of hours uh, Evan spent on Zwift this past week? Oh, that's, that's a great say, question. Let's say, I'm going to say 18 hours on Zwift. That's pretty, that's going to be pretty close to right. Over or under? Under. Or under? You're going to say under, I'll say over. Evan? Under. 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 Under? Yes. This was oh. this was this you last win, week was down. I think I think Lance cheated. He probably saw. It I did not. Oh, you didn't. You no. said an instinct I'm looking for at, it. I'm yeah. looking at my own Strava page. Yeah. <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds. Well, you got to remember what you did. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So I had another week of training, which had a lot of feet of elevation gain. <laughs> did you do? Oh, <laughs> did you? I'm just climbing you just, a lot. You just it's did just, the. Yeah. I went. Just with yeah. So so like Saturday and Sunday's oh, weather you. wasn't awesome, especially Saturdays. We were talking about this before. It was like rain and buckets Saturdays here, just absolutely pouring Jeff the entire day. So I was inside on Alpe de Swift. I almost made it five times through Alpe de Swift. I was like four and a half. <laughs> I started the. It's not that I got to the 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 mental wheel started to fall off four and a half in every hour. I walked to the window, looked outside, and went. Uh, yeah, nope. I'm yeah. not going out. And each hour, I had to descend back down, help us with, and think, still not nice outside. We What's interesting is that it would we'd have these breaks in the weather where you're like, like oh, this looks maybe. Oh, the sun like came a, out. Oh, this yeah, this looks like a maybe. Yeah. Nope. But yeah, that was uh, had a great swim at Horseshoe Lake on Sunday. That was the first time I'd ever been to Horseshoe Lake. I like it. I've never swam there. It's great. I really very want clean to. water. Actually, very very clean water. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had my two longest runs and added a lot of tempo, 
It's weird how I don't think I lost a ton of run fitness. It's no. still there. I'm just. How's the swim fitness though? I mean, you haven't swam. Uh, I mean, like months. you know, it's I'm swimming once a once, once a week, week yeah. basically. I'm so swimming basically yeah. twice a week, and it's yeah. Fall leaf lake is good. Yeah, it's I'm. Beautiful. I am truly enjoying open water swimming. Like every yeah. time I swim open water swim, I'm like, why do I swim in pools? This is great. It is nice. It's so much nicer than staring at a black line. It's probably because I'm not really a swimmer, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I'm really enjoying my time being a cyclist. I'm just basically a cyclist until we get through this average attempt. It's only yeah. a matter of a little bit more time. I know. And that bike, Jake. Oh, my God, that bike. Oh, <laughs> I went on a group ride Friday with Mike and Tonk, which is basically just our weekly flogging of each other. We just right. sit there. So I'll, like, uh, Wait. You, you all have ridden with Mike Guy Van. That guy's, you, you know what his, like, he true. Hurt, oh, God, he does. You know what his, like, true talent on a bike is? His ability to hold. So, like, we'll be sprinting up these short hills in Ridgefield. Side by side, and he always has another. There's always another gear. That guy can just all of a sudden like rip out a 1400 watt sprint just out of nowhere. Well, I was I was warned before this ride that you guys were going to go chase some of my KOMs, and uh, they were all safe. (laughs) They were all they were all safe. We went. You didn't really go for any. That's why we we we, we went a little bit different route. We went up towards Ridgefield, which I actually wish we had gone towards some of your KOMs because I think Ridge Ridgefield's fun, but that's nothing. But it it was similar to that ride we did on your birthday. Yeah, just nothing but up down. We need to get some rollers. We need to get some Jakes. I feel like we need to get some Jakes for payback. There's Sick one particular emails. We're gonna get Letters. back. Don't you worry. There's there, there's one we're, yeah. we're we're gonna get back for sure. Lake, yeah. Lake Road. I yeah. Feel not that's gonna a happen. Good one. Lake <laughs> Lake and Vancouver. Both lakes. Both lakes got, need to go down. Yeah. <laughs> well, the lake one, the Vancouver one went down. Tonkin. Uh, oh, Tonkin Handle went down. Yeah, I completely forgot that. Yeah. Yep. They yep. sunk that thing by 56 seconds. Exactly. I saw that. My jaw hit the ground. I was like, Good God. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then he went out and rode later that day with me and Mike. Yeah. Yep. He is a glutton for yeah. punishment. Yeah. Cool. Lance, you want to backpedal? Sure. I, uh, I actually had a pretty productive week as far as riding. It was like uh, 17 hours and al- almost 300 miles. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a good time. So lots of big rides. I rode with Jake twice. Yep. I think Jake and I rode twice yep. together. Yep. Um, that was kind of nice. Did you guys ride Saturday outside? Sunday. 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 Sunday outside. Yeah. Okay. And we went out. We actually, we actually rode yesterday together, and we actually kept it in Z two. We actually did not easy day. <laughs> flog each other. We kept it easy. So I, I looked at that text as it came across, and I, I went for a run. But did you get just dumped on with rain or a couple times? Uh, we got sprinkled on. We not didn't bad. get terribly dumped on. I came home soaking wet, but yeah, but the weather uh, was weird yesterday. Yeah. But not too bad. But yeah, the rest of the week, uh, we actually, uh, Jake and I, we did get a KOM on a ride that we did um, earlier in the week. It was Matt's favorite road south. I saw that you got that one. It was you. It wasn't Jake that got the KOM. Well, that's because Jake, Jake led you out or whatever. No. No. Oh. It was a full solo effort, but I was fully expecting Jake to come around me. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go really hard, and then he can just go right yeah. at the end. And he didn't. He like... Used up. A little he, etiquette there, man. A little he, etiquette. Like, let me have it. And then I ended up just tying him. Did you have a faster time than that, or was that the same time? Uh, you tied my old time. I tied a, your old time. From a couple years ago. Yeah. It's a nice road. Yeah, it's yeah. a great road. It's a nice road. So, the yeah. one, totally one of my road. favorites. One of my favorites. <laughs> Maybe the favorite. That's <laughs> just what it says right there. I rode with my wife a couple of times, and we had a good time. Oh, yeah, and I also... 
I forgot about that. I did a century on mm-hmm. Thursday. Because that's Thursday. what you do on a Thursday. I was like, does anyone want to go out? Lance, you want to go again? <laughs> that's right, because I'd already it's written like, that day. It looked like you maybe had done the rack course or something. or uh, It was a, a several steep climbs way up in North County. Yeah. That, uh, there was a group of five people that were going up there, and I decided to go with them. Who was it? Um, it was Joe Hamilton. Oh, okay. That's cool. And uh, Tim Gray and some guys from Portland. Uh, Trey Tran. I don't was know it pretty me. mellow? It was pretty mellow. I um, I was the obnoxious one that sure. was Relates. going too hard. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but it Shocking. was a little bit Shocking. more mellow. But yeah, I wrote. I, it was like a seventy mile ride, and I tacked some on to. Does the mustache make you feel like you this. must be that writer on each ride uh, to go on? It makes me Does feel like I cannot that? be taken seriously at all. So and if so you because were, because <laughs> I can't be taken seriously, I better show them how fast it's I can a slippery ride. slope. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a pretty slippery slope. This is like wearing a pro kit on a ride. It's like you better, you better do something. <laughs> my best, my favorite thing about this week, uh, uh, a teammate of ours, Mike Reddick, went for a ride and ran into one of my nephews in Camus, and my mustache did come up. Well, of course. And how mm-hmm. it needs to go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, never. I'm not going to go away. Mike's one of the funniest people I've met, so I'm sure he had some hilarious comments about your mustache. Well, here, Do you want to hear the comments? I would actually love to hear the comments from Mike. Because <laughs> I said, uh, no, I'm not shaving it. Uh huh. Lance, you will be ostracized from the group, forced to fend for yourself in this barren land with no TP and dwindling yeast supplies. <laughs> if you are willing to accept this path, then kiss Brandy one last time. She will not allow your bristly face near her again. And then head off into the wilderness with a bag of nutrition and the shame of knowing you have betrayed the code of resistance, forever tarnished this shaven aesthetic of the dialed triathlon team. Oh, wait. Triathlons are fairly low down in the hierarchy of approval, but still. <laughs> How did we get thrown under the bus While here? we appreciate oh the extra press, we are uncomfortable with your out-of-the-box hairstylings, and we would ask you to wrangle that beast before we have to call you a hit on that monstrosity on your upper lip. Thank you, Mike Reddick. Is Mike is Mike asking? Out. That sounds like he's asking him to join the triathlon. Team, honestly, so that sounds like to honestly, me. that's a brilliant comment. That's I think so. Very well it, done. It was brilliant. Just need to bring Mike on. Yeah, yeah he would be excellent on the oh, podcast. He'd be hilarious. He'd be good. It's a part time comedian. So that was my week. I wrote a lot, and I felt pretty good, good. and my legs feel fantastic, and I'm rounding into shape for nothing that for is coming. <laughs> yeah. I'm in excellent shape for all the races I'm not doing. <laughs> Uh, I'll run through mine real quick. Um, I've been doing my typical gravel workout on Tuesdays. It's like mm-hmm. weeks and weeks and weeks in a row of me doing my gravel ride on Tuesday, which was fun. Went out and did that by myself. Um, if anybody wants to join me, probably tomorrow, <laughs> you'll yep. know where I'm, I'm at and where I'm going. Uh, yeah, that was fun. I uh, rode with Lance, like you said, on Wednesday. That was a good time. Went out and did some climbing. <laughs> he, he, he's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, you want to go do Summerhill? He's like, no, but let's go. It's just like it's I like did. you can tell he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. But all right, let's go. Summerhill so. is a hard climb. It is a hard climb. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But we went out. We had yeah. a good time. Uh, for you folks out there that are looking at doing 10k climbs or even possibly Everesting, that that's a good little hill. It's that was actually our, basically our number two climb was going to be Summerhill. The only thing yeah. about it that's not ideal if you're looking to do it for time, it's got a couple bends at the bottom, little turns yeah, at the, the bottom. Reason. But that for me, that that creates a little bit of fun. You know what I mean? Yes. So. Yes. Um, but I don't know, less it's traffic, steep. it's steep, it's long, it, it, yep. you're going to get it done quickly. So that was a, a fun little one. Why mm-hmm. did you choose, why did you guys even go do that? I thought you guys were kind of avoiding hills at this point. 
Yeah, this is why. why this is why I thought that, there? This is why I thought you were both swearing <laughs> off riding with me for the foreseeable future. Yeah, we're not gonna ride. We're not gonna ride with Evan. He just rides hills all the time. I've even tried to chase Jake down in the middle of campus, and he just waved me off. <laughs> no, it was away. only only one climb. Away, it was a man. it was a beautiful night, and it's a great view from up yeah, there. Yeah, so it, it is. Oh, okay. Nice to get up there and yeah. do one climb, and it was it's a beautiful area. Short yeah. enough to where it wasn't gonna bother my shoulder. Now, if Evan had come with, us, like, let's do this forty-seven times. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did a couple, did a couple lake laps on uh, Thursday, oh, which yeah. was fun. There's a cool KOM that you got that was like the loop around the lake. I didn't even know about that KOM, but it's basically like the the lap of the lake. Yeah, and there's one going clockwise and one going counterclockwise. Yeah, the the clockwise one is better because you're not having to deal with lights. You can hit right. So you're turning turns. right. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it, it was kind of funny. I didn't even think about doing that, but I think it was two days before that. I mm-hmm. got a, a little uh-oh email. I'm like, oh, what, what segment is that? And I went and looked. I'm like, oh, there's a time trial like uh, around the lake. Who had gotten I, that one? I, I don't remember. Don't remember. Well, it was, it was Matthew Bercompas took it from me. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I didn't even know I had that segment, but hey, cool. I'll go out there and do that one of these days. I wasn't planning sure. on it until Thursday. I needed to kind of stay close to home because my right. wife was down swimming at Fallen Leaf Lake probably with you. And my oldest, oldest daughter was gone. So my two younger ones were still kind of home. I'm like, I probably should stay somewhat close to home in case they need yeah. me. That's not far away at all. So um, I'm like, I'll go out there and ride a couple times around the lake. And then I'm riding. I'm like, my lake's still pretty good. I think I'm going to go attempt to take that KOM back. Because you so. had to go pretty decent, a decent clip to hold yeah, I think I averaged. It was because it's what thirty minutes to get around the lake. It's, or it's thirty. 20, I think it's like God, twenty seven minutes, something like that. Thirty two or thirty three minutes, maybe oh, right around that half so, hour effort. Yeah, um, yeah, I averaged like three fifteen or three hundred twenty watts for that time, and then uh, ended up taking the camera back by just over two minutes. So two, but yeah, but harder to, but a little bit harder to snag that one. Yes, Evan, yeah. you could do it though. TT up. I need a TT up here soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Less talking, more time, doing. I know, seriously. <laughs> time to actually get the bike together. You're right. Enough yeah. talking about that. It's time to actually do that. <laughs> yeah. I only rode on the trainer once this week, which was wow, that's nice. That's good. And then uh, Lance and I went out and played bikes yesterday. So um, still super busy with work, but I managed to get in 10 and a half hours. So nice yes. work. You've been, yeah, you've been floating right around that 10 hour mark for a while now. It's with the well. exception of last week. Last week was only eight and a half hours, but it's been about two and a half months of consistently getting that 10 hour, oh. hitting that 10 hour mark. And I'm feeling it's feeling good, but my shoulder sucks. So, yeah. but I'm not going to talk about that because I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm sure. What about tired. surgery update? Do you want to talk about anything like that or just, um, I'm still kind of in a holding pattern. Here. I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to have that. Yeah. The, the okay. summer is you know, pretty much here and we've got yeah. trips yeah. and things planned and whatnot. And I'm just trying right. to figure out where the most ideal place to put that is. And, and I'm coming to find that there is no ideal place. So, um, yeah. you know, the family camping trips are most important to me. Um, if I have yeah. to miss a cyclocross season, then so be it. I'd rather go do the family stuff. Um, I don't although, think you'll be missing anything. Well, we'll see. So we'll <laughs> neither see. Here nor there. You might not be doing <laughs> cyclocross. <laughs> yeah. Running around and you might fall down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of running in cyclocross the only other thing i have to say in my backpedal um lance and i are going to be teasing you guys all with some e-bikes here pretty soon i'll get into more about that later are you guys going to come for a ride with us but you'll be on e-bikes and we'll be on our tt bikes possibility there might be a possibility of all four of us here at the table we're going to go out and do an e-bike ride okay i'm all for this stay tuned i want to be able to go 40 miles an hour putting out 150 watts place that sounds great yeah uh patreon update Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Our Patreons have been actively doing cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 
we have uh, our little spotlight that we're going to do this week on the Wick family. Um, the Wick family are one of our Patreons. They did a really cool little family ride this past Friday. They went out and did uh, 15 miles with the whole fam damly. That's The cool. whole family and some extra people, I, I think. I think maybe it was... Um, they had one of Maddie's friends on the ride with them, I believe. Oh, good. Was it? Yep. Maybe mm-hmm. like her, was her grandfather in there, too? Maybe. I'd have to look. I can't remember his... That's a real whole family ride. Name, but yeah, he's super cool as well. I remember Maddie, the first yeah. time... Misty, Anthony, Connor... And Tracy were all on the ride. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure Austin was probably out there too. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, family was out there doing good family stuff, and I love seeing that. So that's mm-hmm. a that's a talented family. Oh, yeah, I know that's a very cool family. Very too, very so. talented family. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you, Wick family, for being Patreons yes. for the podcast. Yeah, we absolutely. really appreciate it. And if you, you or anybody you know or anybody is interested in becoming a Patreon, you can go to our website dialpodcast.com and you'll see it pop up right there on the the old homepage. You can click on that; it'll take you through. And if you want to uh, take a look and see what some of the different options are, there it's all laid out there for you. So just go check it out. So absolutely. thank you to all of our Patreons. Hey, champ. Champ, you here? Champ, Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey here. Oh, there he is. I can't believe Champ's not out of a job yet. This is <laughs> we've got how many weeks without bike racing news. do we have? <laughs> I have very little news. I have two things. Champ, to you talk never about. have any news. I know. <laughs> Uh, first thing, the women's Eversing record was broken again mm-hmm. wow. this week. That's cool. This time it was crushed by almost an hour. What does that bring it down to? I think the nine something. Yeah, yeah. So I just saw that this bar may hold for a bit. <laughs> it was Hannah Rhodes, mm-hmm. uh, an English rider. She was riding in the Lake District in England, and she brought the record down to nine oh eight. Nine hours wow. and eight minutes. It was nine fifty seven. She took almost fifty oh, minutes. Off. I didn't even know it was under ten. I thought it was ten thirty or ten twenty. I don't remember. Yeah, Katie Hall had taken it under ten. Way to go! So. Out smoking time. That's in other fast. nudes. <coughs> nudes? In other nudes. <laughs> this is Lance No Lance Pants. Lance No Pants. <laughs> right? Is it? No, never oh, mind. Wait. No, wait. I'm just, I'm not even going to. Hold on, no. Should we explore this a little bit? Well, this is supposed <laughs> to be Champ Bailey's hour. Uh, not Lance, yeah, Bailey's not Lance No Pants hour. Not Lance No Pants. If you did listen to the podcast last week, you, uh, you got to hear me and Evan argue about the ridiculousness of uh, Lance Armstrong and oh, whether yeah. he's relevant or not. So and relevant. most of our um, uh, dumb listeners took Evan's side, <laughs> and some of the smart listeners took my side. Do you hear what he's saying about you folks here? That's a personal attack. <laughs> so from a listener, I got a top five list. Ryan oh, Lee God. says- No, 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 no. This- <laughs> I, love the, I love the top five lists. I love his list. They're always good. Uh, Ryan Lee's top five lists, why- Tiger Woods is more relevant than Lance Armstrong. Oh, Preach, God. Ryan. <laughs> Preach. Number five. Yeah. If Tiger approached golf the same way as Lance, he would only play and win the U.S. Open. That's uh, that's actually a very fair yeah, yeah. point. Number that's a fair four. Point. Oh, yeah. they're all they're all good points. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank Number you. Number four. <laughs> Tiger will go down as the in history as the most dominant golfer of his era. Lance will go down in history as the most dominant cheater of his era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Tiger loses a ball, he usually finds it. Oh, God. Oh. Ouch. First of all, that's creative. <laughs> that's pretty creative. I'm going to not touch that one. <laughs> uh, number two, Tiger only cheated on his wife, but not on the tour. <clears throat> Oh, also not going to touch that one. Oh. And number one, Tiger Woods has won just as many Tour de France's as Lance has. That's I was this actually I almost wanted to call that one. I knew <laughs> that one was going to come up. 
Tiger Woods is more relevant than okay. Uh, okay. good one. Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Well done. Thank well you, done, Ryan. Ryan. Thank yeah. you, Ryan. Thank good you, Ryan. And Champ Bailey out. Do I have to say thank you, Ryan, after that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, let's jump into our topic for today and introduce our special guest. Um, first of all, the topic is we're going to discuss the barrier of entry into endurance sports for the African-American community. And we thought that we should bring in our good friend, um, the one and the only, Cliff Stanford. How you doing, Cliff? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to be here amongst yeah. all of you like elite athletes. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> also, well, this is not like we didn't have to ship Cliff in to like come into the podcast. He actually works here also <laughs> in this clinic. So this is somebody I've worked with basically every day for the last, I don't know, what, three years, mm-hmm. I think now. I mm-hmm. This Cliff, trip is long overdue. Cliff, you've got like this crazy laundry list of things that you you do. You've got so many cool things about you. You're a physical therapy assistant, so you're in here working on PT related stuff with Evan. But outside of that, you've got this really like diverse, cool. God, you make you, you just made this whole room so much cooler. Yeah, that's <laughs> I know. Seriously, you're, I bring or, it down. You made it. That's yeah. <laughs> brings it up. Lance's mustache will bring that nice and down. But yeah, so levels out. Lazy is what you did too. <laughs> you got like Eighteen you, jobs, and yeah. I'm like, I just uh, I'm just, unemployed. I <laughs> so ride a bike. I don't even want to say you moonlight. You are a hip hop DJ in the city of Portland. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are a podcaster. Yes. You are a former recording artist. Yes. And you're an aspiring endurance athlete. This yeah. is all freaking cool stuff, man. I, <laughs> Thank you. Wait, I, and you went this, to school where? Uh, I went to PT school or PT assistant school at Mount Hood mm-hmm. in, uh, okay. in, in Oregon. Nice. Yeah. And you're still involved with that program, correct? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm, uh, I work with the board, um, the, the PT assistant board there, and uh, I'm a certified clinical instructor. So I have an opportunity to, to work with students who are going through their, um, going through their, their in-clinic training. So try to continue to give back as best I can, you know. Yes. And he's also educated me on basically everything I know outside of physical therapy as well in this region <laughs> since I first got here. When literally I moved here and knew no I think Cliff was the probably one of the first people I actually got close to along with then Jake when Jake decided to work on my bike in his garage one day. So yeah. Yeah. So I, man, I think this show could potentially be like three or four hours long if I sat here and asked all the questions that I wanted to ask of Cliff. <laughs> well, we should point out to the listeners that uh, Cliff is African-American. We didn't mm-hmm. want to talk about African-American issues for idiot white guys. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. we are super happy to have Cliff here to be I able to it, bring man. those It's crazy, exactly. though. So I'm going to give y'all like my perspective. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to speak for... For the entire African American community, but I'm 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 thrilled and honored to you know, that you folk would, would consider reaching yeah. out. And I think that off top, I think that that's cool. Having conversations is how we I think uh, make changes. Yeah. And so I mm-hmm. appreciate the opportunity to to be here. Yeah. I mean, and awesome. I, and I think Cliff too. Just just for for people who are listening, they're like, who's Cliff Stanford? Really in. In my opinion, he will never admit this to himself and everybody who knows him through proactive would definitely describe Cliff as a a leader, I think, in in not the, not not only the Portland hip hop community, but also in really this this area's physical therapy community as well. I mean, you've been, you know, a clinic director in your past too through Proactive in Oregon and in Washington. So in this close close knit kind of Portland, Vancouver community, Cliff's very well known in that sense. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'll toot your horn because I know you're not going to. So. <laughs> Before we start talking about endurance sports stuff, you can tell me a little bit more about the DJ stuff and the podcasting that you're doing. Oh man, I've been uh, I've been a, an FM radio DJ. I just celebrated ten years last year doing right. that, and um, the, it comes from a desire to 
to provide a platform and support for the local hip hop community. When I was an artist, that was one of the things that you always wanted was how do I get on? How can I get, yeah. get yeah. my records on the radio? Yeah. And um, an opportunity came actually through physical therapy, uh, uh, working with a patient who cool. was doing a community television show and just having conversations with him and started doing some work with that. And then, uh, like I said, got on FM radio. So. My show now is on X-Ray FM, which is a community-supported radio station. Um, and I've been, um, again, just supporting the local hip-hop, primarily hip-hop, but funk, soul, um, R&B community through that. And then that's kind of led into me doing um, hosting shows, local live shows, providing platforms, mm -hmm. live performance platforms mm -hmm. for artists. Uh, that led into podcasting, and then I came up with Cliff Notes, which is an opportunity to do long-form interviews for, oh, cool. for artists. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, That's a great name. Yeah, now, man. Every now your, week, your, your live performance was Mic Check, correct? Yeah, so yep. the live performance mm -hmm. is a, it's a, now it's a bi-monthly, well, when COVID-19 is over, it's a bi-monthly <laughs> yeah. uh, hip-hop showcase, and it's at McMinimins White Eagle. Shout out to McMinimins for providing a platform. And um, yeah, man, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool, cool night. Um, DJ OG One and Trox are my are my DJs. Wait, OG One is that the Blazer guy? Yep. What? I that's, do not know why I, I was, remember that. I was going to wonder if Lance cool. knew that. That's awesome, Lance. Yeah, man. That's cool. And he's, he's a Trailblazers <laughs> DJ. So we that, do that. That's such an awesome night. Look, I I had the honor of getting to go to one of those, and it was an absolute blast. That was so much fun. Thank you, that's man. That's cool. Thanks. There was some serious talent there that night too. Hey, man. I'm sure Portland, that's each weekend, but yeah, that man, night Portland's had a lot of got talent. some got some really really good talent talent when it comes to hip hop community. Very cool. Yeah, recording artist. Yeah, Tell a lot. Of, it's funny because like if anybody who knows me, like the DJ stuff that I do, like a lot of the hip hop community, very very few people know that I ever recorded. But when uh before I moved up here, when I lived in Louisiana, um again I was I was I had I was an aspiring artist, and so uh, recorded recorded a project with um with my cousin. Um, that's out available, not under DJ Cliff. I will not tell you. Oh, oh, come on, come on. If you find it, get it. Um, and then also, I may be attaching that to this. Oh, video. <laughs> um, I've got a good way of sniffing that kind of stuff out. So. And then um, also produce, and so I produced a project, um, which is a cool story. I have to tell you guys one day how it came about, but it's just a beat tape that I that I created um, several years ago. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Now. I think it's cool to tell, like, what brought you from Louisiana all the way up here? Because I know we've, we've talked about, you know, I was born in the Southeast yeah. as well. And it seems like an incredibly long way away from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so what, what what brought you up here? I moved to I moved to Louisiana. Uh, my family moved to Louisiana um, when I was about, I was 13 years old from the Northeast, from mm -hmm. New Jersey. And um, all my, my mom, my, my mother, my mother's family is from Louisiana. My dad's family is from Alabama. But Oh, Moving to you and I have a lot in common. For real, Matt's yeah. from yeah. Alabama. I was, born yeah, in, I was born in New Orleans, and I grew up in Alabama. That's crazy, yep. yo. Yep, six degrees, man. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> but when I moved to Louisiana from New Jersey, it was a culture shock. Oh my man. gosh, it I was bet. a huge, huge culture shock. And I lived in a very small town um, where I was exposed to some things that I'd only seen on television or heard about through my parents mm -hmm. and um, stuff. I just really wasn't very comfortable with. What yeah. age did you say you were? Thirteen. Yeah, that's crazy. So very impressionable age. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, very aware of what was going on, too, at that age. Yeah. 100%. So though I, you know, I loved being around my family, I was not real keen on on yeah. living there. So when I graduated from high school, you know, you either go to the military, you go to work, or you go to, or you go to school. And um, I 
reached out to a couple of colleges and Walla Walla College and Walla Walla Washington said, man, we'd love to have you come up here. This, that, and the third. I'd never been to the West Coast, let alone the Northwest. Yeah. Talk about a uh, long trip. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. this was, you know and this was not when you could just shot. look it up on your iPhone not and be like, oh, that looks like a cool college. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but again, another, another, a bit of a culture shock because then I went from a place where I was in, culturally, I was in the majority to a place where I was in the minority. Yeah. Um, so that was a very, it was an interesting time. Um, but as a, as an older, as an older adolescent adult, um, it was a good time for me to have that experience. Um, and then I met, uh, the person who's the love of my life, um, uh, in, in college and settled, settled here in, in the Northwest. Nice. And just celebrated, uh, 26 years. Coming up on 26, uh, 26 years. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Right after Lance, this was your twenty six. Uh, last week was our twenty sixth year anniversary. Twenty six is a special number. Yeah. Man, these, these women yes. are putting up with a lot of. Truth be told, man, shout out to my wife, man. She, you see all the stuff that I do, and she supports it all. So I'm very, That's very awesome. grateful, yeah. very blessed. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, let us go ahead and kind of change gears and, and talk a little bit more about the topic for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan, I'm gonna let you start. Mm-hmm. You've got some questions. Why don't you go ahead and hit Cliff with your first one? Yeah. So Cliff, I think, and just just for, for for background here cliff and i have had many conversations about this topic even before recent events mm-hmm. has come around so i think this type of topic is long overdue and i'm glad it can be talked about now so give me first your background as to like when you decided like hey i want to get into endurance sports and start running because i know we've we've talked about that quite a bit but yeah. it was your first remember your first half marathon was the rock and roll Half marathon, uh, correct? Actually, my first half was the Portland, the Portland, the half. Portland half. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, I growing up, I played, I played a ton of sports: pickup basketball, church league basketball. I played tennis in high school, um, and the, and running was a part of that. Like, if I'm a run, I'm either running Especially from somebody, right. yeah, or I'm playing a sport. Yeah, you know what I mean? running towards a ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the whole the whole idea, the concept of like you know watching a marathon on television or or the olympics like distance mm-hmm. and i was like why like why why would you do that to yourself it doesn't make any sense to me i um, continue to ask that yeah, question exactly. <laughs> that's a question that doesn't go away yeah right, yeah right. yeah 100 it's the question that keeps on asking but uh about five years ago i was taking a, a, a course and um we had an assignment to 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 create some sort of a lifestyle change like decide I want to cook at home more mm-hmm. or I want to do something mm-hmm. um, to, to enhance my lifestyle. And so at that point, I said, you know, I've never I've never run any sort of distance. That would be a really cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so um, I set a goal to com- to complete the um, Shamrock Run 5K and started training for it. So I got the wow. the Couch to 5K app. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know how to run, yeah, run sure. distance. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I did that, completed that. And finished the uh, the Shamrock 5K, and hated every minute of it. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm still going to get a T-shirt. Was that was that printed. a hilly course at that time? Because I have um, not raced that before. Uh, Matt, the 5K you? isn't 5K really is not hilly. Bad. It's not. Okay. It's not really hilly. Not really. Yeah. I mean, okay. for me, it was. Oh yeah. You know no, what I'm exactly. Yeah. But um, but crossing the finish line, um, I, I experienced something that I hadn't experienced, uh, in terms of competition in, in many, many years, yeah. sort of this mm-hmm. sense of, did it feel nostalgic at all? Like this, or is it totally different? It was different. It was just, it was, it was just That's a sense cool. of accomplishment that I don't think I expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's really hard to put into words, but you know, at the end of, at the end of run, as you have all these people out there with these little yep. cars, Hey, we've got this, this next event coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed one and at the moment didn't think about it, kind of put it in my bag. But the next day or two after after I kind of reflected on the experience, I thought, man, that was kind of cool. I want to mm-hmm. 
Do and that was the rock and roll 10K that there was in Portland. Uh. 10K, yep. So I did that. Or maybe before that, I did the the um, Race for the Roses 5K, and then I did the rock and roll 10K. And um, then I said, why don't I try to do a half marathon? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what always happens when people do. are like, 5K is yep. probably fine. No, 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 I'm good at the 5K. <laughs> right. Okay, 10K. I mean, right. there's a race of that. Then you're right. doing a half marathon. Then you're doing a full marathon. Yeah. Then you're doing <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah, man. So um, as a result of that, I did the... I did the Portland half marathon, and then I did the rock and roll half marathon in uh, Seattle, mm-hmm. and then I did the rock and roll half marathon in Vancouver, BC. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And um, is that is that Seattle rock and roll still around? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that still there? Okay, gotcha. as far as I know, as far as I know, because you because you really like rock and roll as a as a race group. I right? do. Yeah, you because, like the series. That's good. For yeah. me, I feel like I have found I I have. I've found that I have to have something that's that's uh, that's driving me. I've got to have these 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 goals, and one of them for me was all right, how many how many finisher medals can I get? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And rock and roll has really created this, I think, a really cool situation where if you do a certain number of races, um, you get additional medals. Mm-hmm. I get oh, it. Cool. They're making money, but it worked yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? It was no. motivating. Hundred percent. Yeah. You 100%. Bet. Yeah. We we've, even, we've had that argument on here before, right. and I do. I mean. I think we came to the agreement. I think it it motivates beginners, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, yeah. Well, it's cooler what rock and roll does there instead of having this massive collection of finisher medals like what Matt you've given away quite a few, haven't you? At this point, yeah. But you know, I think it come from a different perspective on yeah. racing and, and the medals and things like that. Just because because I grew up doing it, it was just a, sl- a very different thing. And I think. Right now, a lot of the races are really using medals as a competitive way to attract um, participants. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And man, they've done some cool stuff. Like one of the local racing companies here has like this set of races in the summer and it's like five medals and you can line them up next to each other and they all end up like matching. Wait, like, seriously? That is cool. Oh, right. That's pretty cool. So that's the Y Racing Company. That's a cool I didn't it's know like, why he's doing that. That's yeah, a really like, cool idea. They have five or six triathlons. If you put the medals all together, they they tell a whole story. Like that's the mountains cool. connect really in the cool. background. It's really, really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So I just think it's like that is another way to yeah. bring someone to be like, no, I'm not just gonna do one. I'm gonna do this. And for the race directors, yeah, they're making money, but yeah. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> but it's cool. It's also I mean it's a healthy habit. We talk about this all the time, like how do we motivate people? How do we create these healthy habits? you know there's a little bit of an addiction there to it but hey you know it's a it's a healthy addiction yeah, um absolutely yeah. absolutely so cliff going you know and and even just sort of cliff has now recently gotten back into kind of your more focused run training compared to what you were doing last year from from what i saw yeah you know I, once once I, I one of the questions that i had for you or one of the statements that i made to you is, is that mm-hmm. i realized that i actually need to learn how to run Mm-hmm. Which sound, which was which was silly to even think that, and silly to hear myself say it. Mm-hmm. But I realized that just like I needed to use the the couch to five k to understand how to how to run that consistently. Yep. At some point, I need to learn what do I need to do so that I can so that I can complete a long distance run and 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 run the entire distance mm-hmm. or. Um, avoid avoid injury. Now I know how to do that from a rehabilitation standpoint in terms yep. of getting someone back to health. Yeah. But in terms of being a healthy body and just working on pushing myself, um, not just the mental piece, but physically, how do I yep. how do I allow myself to do that yeah. and do that continuously? It's like how do you like build training blocks to build that? Yeah. Exactly. 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 And that's a it's a journey that I'm on, man. I um, 
I'm I'm still seeking. I'm uh, you know I, I try to I try to read. I look for blogs or better yet, like I mentioned, find people who are mm-hmm. very skilled in that, who have the experience yeah. way beyond what I have, and and ask how do I how do I build into that um, just so that I can continue to do this for yeah. And that's Long and that's term. a good segue, yeah. I think, yeah. to Cliff into uh, give give us some history on on fitness as a habit and how and how you've you've built that platform too. So that was the other thing I forgot to say. So fitness yeah, is sure. a habit. That was, oh, I'm looking yeah. I'm looking at this thing right here, and I was about to you got another job too. But yeah, yeah. he does another Instagrammer job. as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's, um, he's an influencer as well. <laughs> yeah. Going through this process, um, I realized that what was what was important to me was to look at things holistically. Um, I want to focus on being the in the best condition that I can be physically, but it's also important to me to have that same energy, put that same energy into my mental fitness and also my spiritual fitness. Mm-hmm. And so um, as I'm looking at how, how can I be consistent with doing that? Because I found whether it's going to the gym or whatever, it's really easy to start something and then fall off. And it's to develop that habit. Right. And mm-hmm. What I just described to me, that's what, or what, I, what I described that I did, that's what I found I was doing was I was just developing that habit. In order to be able to do that mm-hmm. 5K every day, I had to get out there and do it. And I, and I realized that um, it's a great opportunity not only for me to be, um, to hold myself accountable by, by putting it out there that, hey, this is what I'm doing, but hopefully also be motivating to someone else. And so I came mm-hmm. up with this idea of starting a company that's called Fitness is a Habit. Um, a place that I could share my story, hopefully be motivating, hopefully answer questions or just connect people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Fitness is a Habit is a, it's a blog. Um, it's also a podcast. Um, and it's uh, it's really just my journey, um, again, into into being, being whole, um, uh, just trying to be the best that I can in every aspect of, of what I do. Where can mm-hmm. people find it? As like as I'm googling right now, fitnessisahabit.com. <laughs> nice, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a good domain. Yes, yeah, you know. Also, nice Instagram page. I found the Instagram page. Did you? Yeah, Instagram. It's probably the first time in my life Twitter. I've actually found something through <laughs> primarily Instagram. <laughs> so it's something that I'm still building. Um, cool. Uh, I mentioned my wife is cool. There's a there's an episode of the podcast where my wife and I talked about um, our relationship and and um, you know and 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 how we how we support one another through our through our goals and mm-hmm. um, quick story. Go. Cool. I like I mentioned I did the the uh, Vancouver Rock and Roll BC half marathon, mm-hmm. and I I've never been to Vancouver. I've you know never been outside the United States. Yeah, although I know anyway. So, um, <laughs> but my wife is not at all interested in running, like not even a little bit. So I said, well, come with me. We'll do the 10k. Mm-hmm. I'll walk the 10k with you, and then I'll do the next day. I'll do the half marathon. That's cool. That sounds so, like a good idea. <laughs> No, but so we 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 had done it. This is my third half, and she was feeling bad for me. She said, "You're gonna walk the 10k. You're not gonna be able to actually PR it for me." It was it was a PR of the half marathon. Uh-huh. She got to the finish line. She was waiting on me. I had already finished when got my medals, and she's still waiting for me to finish. But the the point of the story is, is it was a great opportunity to um, share in this journey with with my wife. Yeah, for mm-hmm. her to be a part of that. Yes. and that's those are the stories that I want to be able to to share with folk. And I think that's my, my, my favorite thing about this platform for you, Cliff, is that when when the four of us sit here and talk about how do we empower beginners to get into this sport, and specifically the African-American community, it has got to be people that can relate to them, that help people feel comfortable to get into the sport. Because it's just like with new cyclists, whenever we talk about it, it is 
it's terrifying to go on a group ride with people that are a lot faster than you. Yeah. That that's a scary experience. It's tough to I mean run running's a great example as a sport too, and Matt knows this more than anything. It's running is a hard sport to just jump in with a group if they're gonna be significantly faster than you. Or if you don't relate to a single person in that group. So your your platform I think does a great job at taking that and taking away just this just the focus on running away from it and saying your relationship with your significant other is important with this. Your mental health is important with this. And just, you know, looking at it from a 360 degree view. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because that was one of the things that has been and does continue to be um, a, a bit of a barrier, even for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I listen to, when I listen to the podcast and listen to you guys um, talk about the things that you do, it is, it's intimidating, man. You know, mm-hmm. the idea of, Oh yeah, we're going to, go and ride for you know 50 miles and whatever yeah. really oh yeah really yeah. that's what <laughs> yeah. y'all are doing uh, we get that I've, <laughs> even, I've even had to bring that down for and, and cliff's seen me kind of grow as a physical therapist and how i talk to people too i mean you've seen me from a very young physical therapist to now still a young physical therapist but <laughs> but but see i've i've had to even and i actually have a patient of actually reference to your platform just because I, I i love her and she's awesome but this this person i think is somebody your platform can speak to a lot better than you know, them asking me, I was like, well, what'd you do this week? And if I tell them exactly what I did training-wise this week, it's it's not something that they can relate to in that way. Just, Evan, Evan, none of us sitting at this table can relate to that. <laughs> but but, I'm, but nope. I'm saying I I realize how, when, when we're having this conversation about how do we make these sports more diverse, how do we support the African-American community, it's empowering the people that are African-American in these communities mm-hmm. to have a bigger, stronger voice mm-hmm. and not just us sit here and be like, well, how does a beginner start again? Well, I started when I was six. <laughs> right. And you're like, yeah. you're trying to think back to that time. Yeah, you know, I can't that's, relate to yeah. that. I, honestly, I think it, you're hitting the nail on the head here. It's mm-hmm. not a matter of putting up an advertisement. It's not about sitting around talking at it, a podcast. It's, yeah. not, it's, it's not about any, any kind of way of disseminating information through social media. It's mm-hmm. going out there, shaking a hand and taking the time to help bridge the gap for that person yep. and help create an understanding and an appreciation for the sport. Exactly. Um, I, you yeah. guys probably all saw the, the video that Phil Guyman put out this past week talking yes. about how we're in kind of like a renaissance for the cycling yep. world. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many people that are brand new to cycling that are cycling for the first time or just maybe picking it up for the first time since they were a kid. I mean, the, the whole cycling industry blew up and I've told this, I've said this a million times this past week, bikes are the new toilet paper folks mm-hmm. you, you cannot find fi- you cannot find it is, seriously yeah. no joke if a bike is like $1500 or less everybody sold out yeah everybody all yeah. the dealers all the bike shops everybody sold out and there's a bazillion people out there and Phil Guyman's basic takeaway from from this or his his point to the people listening to or watching his little video was uh hey cyclist and, he's, and he jokingly tells everybody like if you're new all right you're done you can turn off the video and go and he's like all right everybody else is still watching this all, all my other fellow cyclists don't screw this up you yes. have such an opportunity here right yes. now don't so. be a jerk be yeah. inclusive yes. help other people yeah yep. yes so if i need to put the pump the brakes on a, a, a you know a four-hour ride or a 50 mile ride or something like that just to go do like a a five to ten mile flat jaunt with some people and that's going to get them hooked on cycling. I want to do that. Yeah. And we we, yep. we started playing with that last year when we started doing our Fog Hat Friday yeah, rides. That was good. Mm-hmm. Was and good I, I think that brought some people to the cycling community here in our area, got mm-hmm. them kind of acclimated to what it was like to go out and ride with a group and taught them some stuff. And, and there people are, that never would have yes, ridden in a group inti- or been too intimidated, intimidated to ride in exactly. a group, knowing we're going to go easy. Yeah. It is going to be short. Yep. So come be a part of this. Yeah. And we did that for the summer and that was great, but I think we need to do more of that. 
and what I need to know from Cliff is like, how can we connect with the African American community? That's a great question, man. Um, and it's uh, it's it's challenging, yet at the same time not so challenging. I can I'm I'm really blessed. I mentioned DJ OG One. I'm connected with with individuals like him and other folk in sure. in the area who have um, uh, access to to a lot of the youth through school programs, yeah. through summer programs mm-hmm. yep. um, that I think would be, w- would love to, to, to just learn more or take advantage of this. Sure. You know, I think mm-hmm. one of the, one of the challenges is just access, just, okay. just having yep. access to folk okay. like yourself. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say define access. Mm-hmm. So it's just access to people. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Okay. Um, because it is, you know, from my perception, I, I look at, I look at something like golf, Yep, and mm-hmm. I'm old enough to remember when golf was something that yes, I'd watch on television. But for the most part, the people that I see on television, they don't look like me. Yeah, and so as mm-hmm. a result, there's also a, a a bit of the thought process of that's not for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. we know specifically that there are still places yep. where it's not for me. There's still yeah. p- places that people like me can't go. Right. But once we saw Tiger Woods on television be very successful mm-hmm. and say, huge. He, he looks like me yep that actually gave me permission to now go out and play golf i like that when i mm-hmm. first I, when i first time i played golf i'd moved here and i was working with some guys like you should come on play golf with us i literally said to them i don't know like is that is it really cool for me to play golf yeah that yeah. was my mindset right. that, that that was yeah. my under- that was your instinctual mindset to think 100 yeah. yeah so um i think the more people that we see doing these things that we're talking about in endurance endurance yep. athletes it mm-hmm. gives us permission to know yes it's okay which is which is a first step but the second step is what you're talking about how do i do that how how do i get access to a bicycle what yep. what is a group ride yeah you know these are these yeah. are simple basic questions yeah. that a lot of yep. times we don't necessarily think about because it's what we do all the time yeah. right yeah but 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 for for a lot of us that's not it's not that simple it's not yeah. that so yeah. the, for for me, I think it really, I mean, we can definitely, we can go out and commun- communicate and we can connect with people who will just say that are our age, but I think it's more about the, the future generations. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we work on planting seeds there. Yes. And mm-hmm. for us, I mean, we're already doing this kind of stuff. And if it's something that like, if we can go plant a bunch of seeds in the African-American community mm-hmm. by giving bikes to kids mm-hmm. and giving our time to kids mm-hmm. and creating opportunity for them to go ride and race and to learn about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How do we do go, how do we go about doing that? What, what are, what are best practices there? Well, um, I think I think one of the one of the things that I could suggest is find find a program that already exists that people are, yeah. are tied into. Uh-huh. So with the work that I do with the Portland hip hop community, um, DJ OG One and our friend Starchild Rest in Peace started a uh, an event called Portland Hip Hop Day. And um, the cool thing about it was the city of Portland got behind it. They actually mm-hmm. proclamated um, that now it's August twenty sixth is um, Portland Hip Hop Day. Mm-hmm. Last year, it actually got extended to Portland Hip Hop Week. So oh, it's a cool. week of mm-hmm. events um, centered around hip hop. Um, so there are performances and education about hip hop. But um, uh, last year, second last year was the second year I think that um, a friend of mine named Mighty, who's a who's a, a Portland hip hop artist, um, connected with Nike and Microsoft and did an event where they just gave away shoes to kids. Wow, and the event that you're talking about in terms of having access to, to, to kids around bikes potentially. Yeah. Um, something like that I think would be would be a 
a really cool thing to do and something I could I, I could absolutely help with. Yeah, that would be and okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. So you've probably heard of our bikes for kids campaign that we run. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we pretty much had to press pause on that. We're working with the Salvation Army, who is um, based out of Gresham, mm -hmm. and um, they are connecting us with kids in the greater Portland area. Um, I'm sure that we could still do something through them, but the, the kids, that's what's most important. It's not what entity it's found. So if you've got an entity, then we can kind of connect all these things together. Mm -hmm. We had to press pause on everything because of COVID. Right. So we've mm -hmm. got a pretty sizable amount of money and that that's going to equate to quite a few really nice bikes and helmets and bike locks for kids. And we've already got a team of people that want to go, um, mm -hmm. after we've finished building all these bikes, make sure these things are, you know, spit shine and polished. Mm -hmm. Um, they can go out there and have a workshop with these kids to teach them everything mm -hmm. about their bike, mm -hmm. bicycle safety, how to ride. And I, God, if we could even connect something with uh, the Portland International Raceway to have like a closed course yeah. track for these kids to go race their bike that around their right. track, bike around, yeah, that'd be cool. That would give them a taste amazing. of that that whole like bicycle racing. If nothing else, it's just fun to ride on that track. I mean, it's just a 1.9 mile butter smooth little flat track, and just go flying around it. And there's a fun little info place where you can go ride to. Man, we should connect these dots. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think that we can we can um, you know transition a little bit here, and we can kind of like maybe lead it down that path. If you How many bikes did we give away last year? Like 15 or 20? It or was uh, 20 when it was all said. Oh, wow. This year mm -hmm. will be more for sure yeah. because wow. we yeah, raise more money, raise more money and, yeah. and we have to think a better deal potentially. So yeah. And I would it's and I would good. love to also the, the, the Everest attempt that we're doing at the end of June, I would love to attach yeah. the funding directly to that so that can get more more attention as much yeah. as possible and it's not about us it's about the kids yeah, and yeah that's exactly. ultimately and if we can plant seeds in that community my god that would put a big giant smile on my face yeah yeah, yeah. let's yeah. do it man let's do it absolutely i mean you heard it here <laughs> yeah there we go exactly. yeah the dial somebody podcast. somebody yeah. hold us accountable for that because we <laughs> well, oh, it's not realistically not you think probably late summer or fall before that well comes together well, yeah you remember that thing i just told you about yeah. how nobody has bikes and nobody has kids bikes either i get probably four or five phone calls every week about somebody looking for a specific kid's bike. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing I can do to help you out here. All the different mm -hmm. manufacturers are out. So um, when those bikes come back in stock is when we'll start the process of ordering our bikes. Um, and there's a there's a fun little part about it too. Like ideally, if we can connect with a, um, a group mm -hmm. who's got kids already in place and then we can let the kids kind of define what kind of bike that they would like and what colors are kind of their favorites and, mm -hmm. and what kind of a helmet they would like to go with it. Like we can't make a hundred percent promise, but we can generally get pretty darn close to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to be able to get them the bike and the helmet yeah. and the, the lock that they wow. like so that they can get yeah. set up and, and get the right size bike for them as well. So yeah. maybe yeah. if we reach out to those bike companies too, that could maybe expedite the process a little bit more. With, we still have to have the, some, yeah, I know. They just got to be the, Materials and bikes have have still it's, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. It's crazy how busy so, stuff is right uh, now with bikes. Yeah. We'll be talking about this. Yes. More, but no, I'm so excited. Going yeah. back to your question, though, like how do we how do we connect with that community? And you're you think you've got some some means to an end? So Absolutely. Let's say somebody's listening to this podcast somewhere else in the country. What would you suggest to them if they wanted to um, yeah. try and like let's say like a team like I don't know is looking to do something to reach out or get more kids involved with, um, you know, bike racing. We're going to talk about bike racing cause I, I don't run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to quickly switch it back to running. Yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't seen the, 
the table is split here between we got a diagonal line between runners uh-huh. and people who hate running here. <laughs> so there's a, Cliff is sitting on the right side of the table right. for, okay. for anybody yeah. wondering. Because we because Cliff and I haven't worked together long enough yet. I will convert you. I know. <laughs> Talk about planting seeds. Yes. I know. Yes. I know. Cliff's that like, man, this running seeds. thing hurts. But I'll tell you yeah. what, riding a bicycle is pretty fun. Pretty buttery. <laughs> yeah. But um, so like they're in a different community. How would you suggest they don't have a Cliff? Who 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 do they seek out? It's a gr- that's a great question, man. You know, I think the the it's a great question. I don't know that I have a really solid answer to, sure. um, because there are there are, there are I think so many groups of individuals who said, "Hey, we're just going to um, we're, we don't know who to reach out to, so we're just going to do it on our own, and we're just mm-hmm. going to st- we're going to sure. start it up." Yeah, and then you find these groups will find one another, and they connect the dots, and they and they grow yeah. bigger. I guess my my thought would be, if I were in that situation, I would start by just going to your local bike shop and say. This is who I am. This is what I'm interested in doing, and and you know, see see if they can help you connect those dots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, I mean, you know, if you're listening to this, man, reach out to me because now I have a I have a community of people absolutely. that I can that I can reach yep. out to. Absolutely, and Cliff ask can for, literally, literally, I, if you hit up Cliff, you could he could yell across the clinic at me. That's how quick the connection could be. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, man. Yeah, you could throw something at me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a part of, you know, for me, that's a part of fitness as a habit. Like I said, it's it's also growing my, um, not just my, my, my physical health and my and my spiritual health, but also my, my mental health. And for me, that means learning, that means gaining knowledge, that means sure. um, mm-hmm. really tr- trying to figure out how to answer that question that you just asked me and put that in my database so that when mm-hmm. that email does come through, or when that call does come. Yeah. That we have um, that I network can, already yeah, in place. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Gotcha. Lance, do you have any questions for Cliff? My questions kind of revolve around, a little bit more around race. Yeah. And Mm. what kind of barriers you have seen being an African-American getting into running um, or into endurance sports at all, or if you've felt heat or pressure or oppression from being an African-American in endurance sports, have you had experiences with that i i haven't yet i haven't yet and i think a part of it is because of um my avenue into the endurance sports so for me it was um it was so focused on um on myself and doing it myself uh um, i know oftentimes people i think i heard you guys even mention it on the last Mm -hmm. episode of the podcast of you know find a running group find people to to run with and that wasn't the approach that i took so for me it was really um because I was doing a solo, I didn't necessarily see that. And then when I sign up for a race, I put my headphones on and it's just me. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in life, I, I would imagine that um, endurance endurance sports is no different than, than anything else in life. Um, and sort of what I mentioned about golf, I think a lot of the obstacles are not necessarily feeling like you have permission to do that. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. In running, there's way more African-Americans in running than there is in cycling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, what, what keeps you from cycling? Um, if I, I'm gonna keep it a hundred bro. Like yeah. if I, it, one of the things is just like, I can get a pair of shoes and go run. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a wealthy man. Right. And yeah. so for me, if I think I want to participate in cycling, well, what does it take? And then it's I'm like, looking at, you, you know, what bike for do helmet. you have? You There's drop quite a few bikes. zeros behind There's that. so much. It's a, it's a much harder sport, I think, to get into. Absolutely. More barriers to yeah. Way more barriers. did yeah. a really cool video on what it costs just to get into triathlon. Oh, oh yeah. Triathlon. It's stupid. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It was like minimum of a thousand bucks to get even started oh, yeah. with like the bare minimum stuff of what yeah. you would yeah. want. 
Yeah, it, it was crazy. So Which, for the for the not to cut you off, but yeah, for the ahead. most part, in answer to your question, something like that. It's um, if we look at this the disparity this disparity in in um, in access to the 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 means to uh, get into a sport like that. Typically, expensive. you're not going to see that. Um, in the African American community, like you will in, in yeah. other communities, that makes well. You know, I I had a friend of mine compare it to uh, skiing in America too. Mm-hmm. He was he was just lifting listing off sports where it's like there's just not an African American you know presence in certain sports and yeah. cycling making very high on that list. Mm-hmm. Skiing's up there. It's just I I think the, the the price tag attached to it definitely has to do. But I I really like your your story when you're talking about like Tiger Woods and golf. I really think that is also a a big issue. Is is you know. I think that's why it's cool, and and um, the plants correct me wrong because you're because you're on the numbers here. But Justin and Corey Williams team Legion, yeah. I I think has potential to be that team that then maybe gives you know that younger African American population that Tiger Woods to look at, mm-hmm. and that's now you know J- Justin and Corey are awesome, but they don't have quite the international stage that Tiger right. Woods had. But I don't think cycling has the same international stage as Tiger you, Woods. Do you did. know who uh, Justin and Corey Williams are? I do not. They're really our only, mm-hmm. right? but really African American. Professional superstars, cyclists yeah. in, in America, superstars yeah. in America, but they're not right such now. a superstar level that everyone knows who they are, right? No. Like unless you're, you have to be in the cycling community yeah. who they are. Yeah. They're so not the on. They're not on pro world teams. They're mm-hmm. they they're not actually, Tiger Woods status. No, and no. actually, Justin started his own team and brought mm-hmm. his. He's got two brothers that both race, oh, cool. and mm-hmm. he brought both his brothers on the race, and now they've got a team of eight or nine yeah. world class cyclists yeah. that mm-hmm. that are focusing on criterium racing. So, which um, is uh, shorter distance, shorter distance, okay. yeah. Yeah, shorter uh, distance races, faster. Yeah. They're it's they're very good at that very, style of racing. Very yeah, good. they're Best very team good at in it. the nation. They yeah. could probably beat any world team yeah. in, in a crit type a race. Crit, yeah. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, just a, yesterday they announced that um, that his team's called Legion mm-hmm. of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They just yeah, raised out of LA uh, fifty thousand dollars to help with I, diverse to boost diversity in cycling. Specifically. Yeah, I just awesome. I just put that. If anybody is hearing this and wants to look at, it, I just put that up on my Facebook. That link. So yeah, yeah, go and look for that because they yeah they are already well over their goal already. They're wow. trying to support juniors like mm-hmm. we talked about. Yeah. trying to develop uh, uh, development camps for mm-hmm. juniors. And yeah. hopefully, specifically for African American community, yeah. community, so yeah. that we especially in Southern California, which yes, I think they're, they're creating a culture in that Southern California community right now, which yeah. is already a great cycling racing community already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that they try yeah. to do that. Well, I mean, and for me, that's it's it's cool to to know that because then what I would what I would like to do now is to take that and then put that forth to to my audiences, whether it be through fitness is a habit or through. Um, some of the things that we talked about with the local the local music scene that I'm a part yeah. of cuz a yeah. lot of folk a lot of folk are I think I've learned on on my journey of just with running there are a lot of people who are out there kind of doing their thing and we've talked about you know building some sort of a running club it would be cool to do the same yeah. thing with yeah. that community with 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 cycling or Absolutely. other endurance sports Absolutely yeah and I think that's you know, I mean, not to always bring this back to triathlon, but I think that's triathlon's kind of up next with we need a movement in the African-American community supported by the powers that be in triathlon. And I've seen I've seen a lot of lip service from USAT and Ironman. I haven't seen anything that's, you know, I've seen at least from a team like Legion based out of like, like there's action there already. There's already fundraising. They've already laid out a plan. I really haven't seen anything out of that triathlon. So I hope that triathlon kind of goes that direction too. But when you're talking about price tag entry into a sport, man, that's stupid. Triathlon's stupid. It's difficult. It's dumb. Yeah, Yeah. coming from running to triathlon, I was just distraught 
you know, I'm just like, this makes me want to throw up. Mm. Yeah. How much money you had to spend to get into it. Well, and just, and then looking back on it and being like, running is the right thing, right? Like running, you know, you can get shoes or you already have shoes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, I first started running in high tops and wore a hole right through them. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the, the the best runners in the world are from some of the poorest areas in the world. I mean, there's, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, I ran you with you. Not see that in triathlon. I can yeah. tell you what. That's, yeah. yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I ran with probably some of the poorest people I've ever known. Have been you know Kenyans from Kenyan runners that have come over, and you know you're coming into an environment where um, snow and ice, like coming in the wintertime, like semesters, right? Not having a jacket, like wearing a singlet oh. with a mm-hmm. with basically a handbag of stuff for you for, for the next four years like a little handbag like and you're wow. just like and you're not allowed to like legally I, for ncaa rules you're not allowed to be like hey here's take some stuff what are you going to do you're going to break the rules and be yeah, like here take it my jacket and yeah. take some stuff i mean it's snowing outside right yeah it's, it's yeah. crazy yeah. but i think that running you know it does have that african dominance so but i don't know if you relate to them and think like oh i'm gonna go run there's these black runners that are very inspirational or did you just or is running just one of those things where it's so much easier just to be like no i can i can go run i can i have shoes i can do this Mm -hmm. i it doesn't have that tiger woods feel to it to me Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know man it's and again i can only speak to my experience for me yeah it was yeah you run because you like because you're just out with your friends you're just out running and we're going to go to the corner store. Well, we can get there fast if we run and if we walk. Right. I mean, yep. so yep. it's just yeah. sort of that. Or yeah. I want to go to my friend's house who lives in the next neighborhood. Yeah. So it's easier to get there fast if we run than yeah. if we walk. But in terms of doing it as an organized, focused situation, I know that when I was in school, it just wasn't one of the things that was presented to me as something to do. Like I coaches came up to me and asked me, hey, you, you want to play football? Yeah. Like no right. one ever yep. asked me. Hey, do you want to run cross country? Exactly. Right. Right. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if that was not presented to me as as an option in my youth, when you know at that at that age or at that level where I, I am looking to the adults to to give me some guidance or even make suggestions, mm-hmm. then I'm you know. Well, and especially when you I mean you were in Louisiana at the time when you were 13, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean that's you know. And and I actually like to open this up too for for, for the time we have remaining for you to talk about just the culture in the southeast because I know. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a generalization here, but as Cliff knows, I was born in Florida too. So I, I do not know the level. I, I wasn't there old enough to understand Alabama and Louisiana culture as much, but yeah. panhandle Florida culture was probably not off right. but from what my father has told me stories wise. It's, we're probably talking about a very similar culture here, <laughs> but there's, there's that, that I think a little bit easier conversation to have in a city like Portland than maybe in some yeah. areas of the Southeast. Now, do you do you still have family in Louisiana right now? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. all, all my all my folk are in Louisiana, Alabama, yeah. Georgia, Texas. Yeah. yeah, what's what's the environment like there now? Man, from I, what you've heard. Yeah, I, I haven't been I haven't been back to to Louisiana since since before Katrina. Um, it's true that that s- certain conversations are easier to have here, but it's also true that one of the things that I that I truly appreciate about living in the South or living in a place where inequality is so on the surface mm-hmm. is that it's so on the surface. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. I know that you don't like me because of the color of my skin. Yeah. The university, yeah. not you, Lance. <laughs> I got you. Like, he pointed at me. I know, yeah. He went Lance freezes. He's like, what? <laughs> but as a result of that, like we know where we, know where we stand. Right. It's mm-hmm. so interesting, man. When I moved to Louisiana, 
um, my my mom grew up there, and we moved to the town that she grew up in as a child. And she showed me these train tracks, and she said, "Yeah, you know, we lived on this side of the train tracks, and you know, especially after dark, don't get caught on that other side of the train tracks." And mm-hmm. I realized that phrase that we use so frequently of the, you know, they're from oh, the other side of the tracks. Trains. Like, yeah. those were the train it's tracks. It's like <laughs> legit. That was, it, that was an actual real, real metaphor. That metaphor was actually yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, so, yes, I mean, in answer to your question, yeah, there are definitely conversations that are easier to have, but the conversation is great. But you have to be able to follow that up with, with mm-hmm. some sort of action. Yeah. And in order to follow that up, you have to have people who are willing to follow up. Yeah. And right. not just say, no, this is just the way that it's always been. And this is yeah. how it is. And you do that. And we do this. Yeah. And you just deal with it. Yeah. And so for me, that was a part of my mindset. Now, I'm speaking of myself. There are certain people mm-hmm. who say, I understand what you're saying, but I am going to go and I am going to try out for the cross country team or I am going to go on the other side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wasn't my experience with the people yeah. in my circle of influence. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's, that's, you know, it's, it's fine. I know when, when Matt mentions that too, cause I even think back to, um, uh, when I was, uh, in high school in Ohio, I remember we had two kids. It was not at my high school, but at another local high school who were Kenyan who played soccer. And yeah. I remember one of them in a conversation cause I played him in club soccer mm-hmm. before. And he had joked with me talking about when he first came here, his high school coach had just expected him to be on the cross country team. Yeah, there's like that expectation. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, which is Kenya, you must exa- be fast. That, that was, and, and he was like, I like soccer. He was like, I don't want to distance. Like he hated yeah. distance running from yeah, Kenya. Hated distance running. People, yeah, a lot of people don't like running. Yeah, I mean, no, and makes sense. But like I, me, but then yeah. on the yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know. I mean, I think anybody would look at Lance's stash and be like, maybe cross country, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe in the cross, 1860s. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> bit of an outdated style, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, I think that's 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 what we're talking about. That you know, when when you were asked that question by a coach, like want to play football, Cliff, want to play basketball, that's that same sort of conversation is just. And I hope that we're getting to this point where we we allow that child to say, you know, no, I want to try. I think I like running. I want to yeah. try cross country and not directing them well, in, in a certain. Yeah. As a coach at the table, shouldn't every coach <laughs> be going after every athlete? I mean, oh, if you're I'm a cross going, country coach, right? <laughs> you come to my high school, I'm gonna say you come run for me. Like, I don't care. Like, oh. Lance, nice mustache. Come run for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk to any kid that I've, that, you know. This is why Canvas like, Cross Country is like, what, 2,000 kids now? Any middle <laughs> any middle school kid that comes into contact with me, it's always like, come run for Canvas. Better, better run for Canvas. <laughs> and they'll be like, no, I hate running. I'll be like, yeah, you should give it a try. Come on. <laughs> it's always kind of that recruitment process because yeah. want mm-hmm. as many people as possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you've but, done a darn good job of that. Canvas Cross Country is huge. It's a big, it's a big squad for sure. But I do see differences in the South versus being out West. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, like literally the train tracks, like that doesn't happen here. Yeah. And when you're in the South, I notice it and it's kind of tough. It's like, okay, you know, um, where do you want to go for a run? Well, you want to go for a run down this way and over that way, the river, whatever it is. And, you know, you might be thinking like, well, do I want to go into that neighborhood? I, yeah. So I think in current times, like that's the thing that's most disheartening is people that could potentially like choose not to go for a run because they don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that is to me heartbreaking. Right. Where it's like these pe- people are not feeling safe right now. People don't feel safe in the current environment with the current political views going on, people don't feel safe going out for a bike ride or a run or whatever it is. They don't want to cross the tracks. 
Yeah. They, that might be slightly different out West here than it would be in the South, but sh- I, yeah. I would love to see us make some progress on that particular issue. Yeah. When I think, you know, to me, you guys are doing, you're doing so much of that um, with, with what you're doing right now. Like the simple fact that you've invited me to be on the podcast to talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a huge step, right? That's more than, oh, we should do something. No, you're yeah. actually doing something. Yeah. This, yeah. This, the statement that you just made of, I don't care where you're from, I want you to come run for me. What you guys are doing, giving away the bikes, that I, you, there's no, doesn't matter, we're doing this situation. So, I mean, I think that's, I think that's how we make the change. Mm-hmm. We utilize whatever, whatever tools that we have and we decide that we're gonna do it. I don't care what the establishment says, I don't yeah. care what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do, no. We see an opportunity to make a difference in our communities. We're just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that too, Cliff, yeah. that's a lot. I think it's it's tough to look at the big national picture. It's like Matt said, it's it's disheartening right now to look at the big national picture with what's going on, but you're right, if we can, and Cliff being somebody who, from the moment he's gotten to the Pacific Northwest, has done nothing but try to build as positive an influence on his community as he can. I think that's all you can do is just what's your local situation? How can you help that? And then, you know? and it, and it, and ideally, it grows. It grows from that. Yeah. Let's let's get away from this running topic for just a moment. Here. Yeah. <laughs> bring, it, bring it back to second. Got a question? Got a question? This is a weekly thing. <laughs> this is constant, constant battle. <laughs> what is your? Uh, your take on cycling is it something that you gravitate towards is it something that you're interested in and and if you are what's keeping you from doing it or doing it more it's funny bro because like growing up i had a I, I always had a bike i mean that's kind of how we got around with with, with my friends yeah because that's how you get to your friend's house even faster than running exactly take slowly um, converting him this is this is happening live <laughs> <laughs> um at this stage, a lot of it for me personally is is uh, uh, for lack of a better term, fear. Like just not not knowing how to go up. Like the whole idea of when I'm driving, I drive when I'm driving on the road and I see cats on the side of the road with traffic. Like that totally freaks me out. That's completely it understandable. Should. It, you know should. it should. It should. Yes. Working working in the environment that I work in and having an opportunity to to work with individuals who've had bike accidents. Right. Yeah. You guys you have know. come in. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Show them your scars. Yeah. Show them your scars. Yeah. Um, That'll sell them. No, it's not that bad. Trust me. So <laughs> I think I think it's that. Um, uh, but then I think it's for me it's just not having been in the environment like I am now with individuals sure. who can say, mm-hmm. hey, this is how you get into it. Hey, yeah. this is. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's Come probably the biggest me. thing. Th- this is how you get yeah. comfortable riding around car, yeah. which is possible. You can, I mean, to be completely honest, this is the safest by cycling region I've ever lived in. By far, I mean, yeah. I joke on group rides, but like, no lie, in Ohio, there was not a shoulder, and semi trucks would blow by you about a f- less than a foot away from yeah. you at mm-hmm. times. So like, this to me, like, like with that fear, trust me, like especially in Portland, there are some areas that are super safe to be yeah. biking. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. something else we'll have to attack one of these days. But coming yeah, yeah, back to you though, is cycling something like if someone were there like let's say that you and i connect and, mm-hmm. and like all right we're going to go do this i'm going to get you out there i'm going to teach you how to love this and how to do it safely mm-hmm. is it a sport that appeals to you do you want to go put on a, a a spandex kit and get on a little <laughs> yeah, skinny tire bike yeah. and go for a ride is that something that appeals to you bro the, 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 spandex, the spandex kit bro, the thing with like the spandex, that might, be, the spandex. That might be the <laughs> cross no, the line what about oh, the yeah. shaped <laughs> legs though okay <laughs> um i'll tell you i'll tell you why 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 to a, to a great degree, it does appeal to me. Um, 
I'm 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 getting older, Jake. Okay. And so as a result <laughs> of that, it's a matter of what are those things that I can do to continue to work on my my physical wellness. Yes. And yeah. um, understanding the 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 stress that cycling puts on my body that is different from running. Uh-huh. And then also understanding mm-hmm. the benefits of of cross training. Sure. So I say all that to say, yeah, like I do think about that, man. Getting into cycling could be something that I could continue to do as I get older. Okay. So let yeah, me ask that same point. question to twenty-year-old Cliff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your take on cycling? Do you do you kind of look at it like, oh, look at these idiots out there on their bikes riding in their spandex? <laughs> yes. I, I ain't gonna lie, man. The, the uniforms are tough for me, but um, <laughs> more of a mountain bike guy, baggy shorts and the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of a very good friend of mine um, who. Uh, uh, black guy who was into cycling. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I can remember um, here in Portland, and I can remember, um, I, I, I never talked to him about it, but I assume he maybe he did some group rides because he had, like, he had the kit. Sure. And we would be, like, at a church picnic situation, and he would ride 30 miles. And I'm thinking, wow, that's so cool that you rode here. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you getting home? Because I know you're not about to ride another 30 miles home. But that was that was something that he, yeah. that he did that was a part of his situation. Um, but I, to answer your question, at that stage, I looked at it as, no, that's cool for you. I'm glad right. you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> not interested. Yeah. Okay. What about the African-American community on the whole? Is there an appeal to cycling, or is it that we're just a bunch of idiots out there riding bicycles? You know, again, I, I, it's a generalized question. He doesn't I know want to say yeah. yes. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't get wrapped up into speaking for. You do not need to be PC right now. You can no, get it. No, no, no. I mean, it's just it's 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 a tough question because it's difficult to speak for a whole group. I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and, and but I like you, you and your friends st- at that time, if you could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that um, if the opportunity were, were were to present itself, I think folk would. Um, would absolutely take advantage of it because okay. mm-hmm. when I look at big, big events like big running events like the MLK Dream Run, sure. um, that's really put on and supported by the African American community, people gravitate to that because they realize, oh, this is something that that we can do to support something to, to support one another, something that we believe in. Yeah, and I think if there was an event like that for cycling, that that folk would, yeah, absolutely, it's an opportunity to get some exercise, 100. Yeah. percent So then we just need to come back to a plant the seeds with the kids when they're young, so it becomes the norm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's another um, step that we need to take with the people that are our age and you know adults, if you will. Old, we need to go elderly, elderly, adults. <laughs> the adults. elderly. Yeah, we yes. need to go out. We need to shake a hand. We need to make a friend. We need to invite them, and we need to give them the opportunity to embrace the sport. Right. And, around so, community events. And, and, and yeah. think of what are, what are some of the other, uh, a thought came to me, what are some of the other obstacles, right? Because where we live, where we are right now, it's kind of nice. There's nice open spaces. Sure. You can mm-hmm. jump on a bike and go, mm-hmm. right? But um, if you're talking about folk who are living in New York more City. condensed areas, yeah. that was where, another question I was going to have for you. Yeah. Jumping on a bike, like where am I, where am I going to be safe yep. to ride? Yeah. Do you, do you know what's funny? You, you mentioned that is um, I remember when uh, USAT Nationals was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, I know Cleveland well, but USAT Nationals has people traveling all over the nation to get there. And I remember when they were talking about that race, mm-hmm. we were thinking, like, where in the heck are they going to ride in Cleveland? Like, Cleveland is a crowded city mm-hmm. and is not well maintained roads mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. time. And there's, it was interesting because we're talking about that other side of the track thing. Mm-hmm. I remember there were conversations sitting there in transit. I can distinctly remember them where people were like, oh, yeah, do not turn down that road. Mm-hmm. Don't turn down that road. Mm-hmm. And it'll be completely open. That's the African-American communities that they're talking about in that area. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I think, you know, as, as we can break down that barrier of that, hey, these can be safe places to ride your bike to. Mm-hmm. People as 
Jake is an unfortunate example. You can get hit on your bike anywhere, you know, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think just opening that up to, you know, I, I don't, I, I think there, there can still be safe roads to ride almost wherever you look. It's just gotta be a thing that happens more frequently then. Yeah. 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 Well, that goes for everybody who lives in the inner city. It doesn't matter yeah. what color your skin is right. or where you're from. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's to, tough right to, inner city. to yeah. want to do anything endurance sport related on the inner city in the inner city. How, that's a whole other question. How do we, you know, how do we promote endurance yeah. sports to people who live in the inner city and get them to come out to places and and, yeah. and ride bikes? Like Portland's a pretty good place to do that uh, mm-hmm. because there is the West Hills is right there. You can go ride mountain bikes for long periods of time there's portland international raceway they do weekly mm-hmm. mountain bike races and road bike races like you know during throughout the course of the year you can go out there and do that kind of stuff so portland's probably a more bike friendly town city whatever you want to call it that, that mm-hmm. you can kind of do that stuff but there's going to be other cities across the country where that's going to be a really tough ask um, yeah yeah so I, I don't know how to tackle that question that's other a than big question to tell ask. cities yeah. to start building velodromes and <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but I, you know i think so and and to that asking that question what about other places hopefully people who are fans of dial podcast who have that passion who who are who you guys are now encouraging to what can you do sure cyclist yeah. or endurance athlete what can you city. do in your community in yeah. your city yeah. that now you guys are planning that seed so that they can go out and say hey you know um i'm a member of a, of a community group or i'm a member of a church group where i've got access to mm-hmm. to kids and their parents mm-hmm. and i can educate them and 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 find places that we can do a short little a short little ride regardless of where we are and then build that interest to people who say man we're frustrated we want to be able to ride further then how can we get together as our community and rent a van or whatever the case may there be you go. and yeah. bring people out to a place where now we have more open yeah, space absolutely and, um that's a good idea you, you come know. up to canvas guys it's beautiful <laughs> yeah. riding up here yeah. <laughs> awesome uh matt did you have any questions i have a hard-hitting question you ready for this okay uh-oh you ready? All right. See, sweating a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> All right. What hip hop artist should I listen to? Oh my god! Right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. This is the question I, I literally ask him on a weekly basis. I only get to see Cliff today, so I don't get, the, I don't get a weekly. Uh, I don't get a weekly artist. Just a just one artist could be local. Would be cool. If it's we'll like give Portland him local. Area. Oh, man. Give so, him local. Uh, local. Um, there's an artist by the name of Rashid Jamal. And he just released a, a album called Twenty Two Grams. I am that I am. It's such a powerful, powerful project. It's, the album is called Twenty Three Grams. Twenty Two Grams. Twenty Two. By Rashid Jamal. Have okay. you had him on mic check before? He has. He has performed on mic check. I yeah. just had him on the radio show. Um, I've done. I've done an episode of Cliff Notes with him. Cool. Because um, you told me about him before. I remember that. Before yeah. Before I left yeah, the East, you told yeah, me about him. I looked yeah. him up. Yeah. Rashid Jamal. Yeah. That's that, that's the dude. Can we find um, him on like Spotify? Or? He's on. Yep, album is on Spotify. Sweet. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's heavy. It's really, really heavy. Anyone else? But it's a great project. Anyone else I should listen to? Um, uh, there's okay. an artist out of Atlanta who goes by the name of Four Eyes, Four Dash Capital I Z E. Um, he just released. He recently released a new project that's that's also great. Um, and then one of my favorite projects that's that's recently been released is an artist out of Detroit named Young R J. And it's Young RJ and Mega Man, and they just released a project called Two Hands Up. That's really, really good. And for anybody who's a fan of hip hop, um, there's a, you may know of Slum Village or Jay Dilla or um, Dilla. 
Um, Young RJ is also a member of Slum Village. So if you like that that sound, that vibe, you'll you'll really dig cool. that project. That gives me some stuff to work with. Yes, sir. And I yes, can, sir. I can get back in front of the computer yes. and listen to some this jams is, while I program. Yeah. As Cliff knows, whenever Tessa and I have listened to any hip hop recently, we have to ask Cliff if it's good or not. Because <laughs> right. my judgment of that is so awful. It's like it's like like eating something and you being like, I don't know anything about this. I need to ask somebody who knows something. Sure. So. Yeah. Now let me say I'm I'm really really solid in my lane sure of rap music um there's so i will i'll just say that you don't know a <laughs> thing about any of the new like any kid under the age of 16 whatever they're listening to cliff couldn't tell you a thing about it. he's always <laughs> k-pop yeah, it's not not exactly his <laughs> no, lane, not, yeah. my lane. <laughs> not my lane I've, I've got one last question for cliff too here's mm -hmm. my last question mm -hmm. would you ever shave your legs <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer that you never say never. There you go. Oh, yes. Hey, That's hey, a hey. yes. <laughs> That's a better answer than Lance ever gave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lance said he would I never do it. I immediately denied it, and now I shave my legs <laughs> the all the time. There yeah, is, yeah. Right? So exactly. Never say never. Never say never. Never say never, man. Before we wrap this up, Cliff, do you have any questions for us? Um, no questions, man. I just want to say how much I appreciate what you guys are doing, man. Thank um, you. I, I, I really believe and give people their, their flowers while they're alive to smell them. And I think the work that you guys are doing is is cool because you've taken something that you're passionate about, but also something that you see the benefit of just for 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 wellness. Mm -hmm. And you're sharing that with other people and you're, you've created a platform now where people can really get education, but you're giving people access. And I think that um, I think that that's to be commended. Um, I think the work, the work, the, the way that you're doing the work, the podcast sounds great. Um, and mm -hmm. so I just want to say uh, big ups to you guys for what you're doing and, and encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because it, it, it has and I think it'll continue to make a difference. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Cliff. Thank yeah, you. Right you. back to you too, yeah. sir. Thanks, right bro. back to you. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on, man. This is a lot of Thank fun. Thank you, Cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, Cliff. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. we're, we're connected, so oh, yeah. if you have questions about I'll, like, see you around yeah. in, like, 15 minutes. 100%. Yes, 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 yes. All right, Cliff, you have a good one. Thanks, man. Thanks, you guys. again soon, and let's go for a bike ride. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> All right, let's jump into one last thing. Evan, hit us. Um, last thing coming up uh, on June 27th, weather permitting. Just a reminder, I will be climbing a whole bunch with Tonk and Guyvan, and it seems like all three of us are still committed to doing it That's right cool. now. And also, Nobody's dropped out yet. You made so. it onto my channel for one of your last things. There. I did make it onto your channel. I know. It's huge. I really detracted from the video, I feel like. No, but you, the video was fun. You nailed it. I That's think it's good. cool that you added like an interview in there. I thought that was really... That's the first time I I've like done it. that. I know. First I thought it was cool. It turned out really well. Yeah. Was good. Jake I, liked, I liked it a lot. Uh, that yeah. stash needs to come back. I think that there's something That's, there. I know. Yeah. It's so fun. As soon as like, the video came up, Cassie, Cassie had forgotten I had the mustache on that day. So we're playing the video and it comes up and she just laughs. Like, it like, is weird. It's just instinctual laugh to it's see so both weird of us to be with like, a mustache. Here's this random video, and then right in the middle, it's like, bam, two mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just, what is going it's on? It's very hard to take that seriously. You I have am. to really <laughs> dig deep to take that one seriously. I even <laughs> wrote on there, I was like, why are there these two like, mustaches? I don't have any answers. Sailing for explanation. Yeah. <laughs> fun, fun. Matt, one last thing. I put out a question or a request to all of the Instagram followers and people on Facebook, but I need the listeners of the Dial Podcast's help for this. Take a picture or even better, a uh, landscape video of your pain cave 
and send it my way because I'm going to make a video kind of talking about top 10 pain caves that have been submitted, what I like about them, things like that. And I think it's going to be fun. I think it's gonna be a fun video. It's actually pretty interesting to see what people have on their walls, on their pain, in their pain cave, you know, see all their metals and their metal racks, just different ways to address pain caves. And by pain caves, I mean the spot that you're working out, you know, whether you have one of your indoor cycling setups or maybe it's a treadmill for running, Jake. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think Cassie and I set the bar for anybody who wants to look. At I haven't seen Facebook yours yet. Did you oh, it's, post it's, it somewhere? It's on your Facebook. Oh, you posted Facebook. Okay, we post Find it underneath it. your comments section. Then perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Find it. Yep. I'm excited about it. That video will probably come out uh, two weeks from now. But I cool. need your help. So get Sweet. on it, people. Lance, one last thing. My one last thing is, please be good humans and love your neighbor and take care of those people around you. And that is all I have to say. <laughs> That's such a good one last thing. Thank you, Lance, You're for welcome. bringing that around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my one last thing. Um, my wife did a virtual triathlon this past weekend. I just want to say congrats to her because uh, she's great. coming off a foot injury that she uh, worked with Evan on to get squared away, and mm-hmm. she was able to complete it. So it was kind of neat yeah, for her to. Yeah, that's cool. And she, awesome. Yeah, she did a hilly, hilly run area too. So, I mean, your neighborhood is not known for its flats it, there's nothing flat there yeah, I was no. say, <laughs> so so yep that would be uh it for the one last thing on my end so nice all right let us uh wrap this thing up and say uh thank you to all of you thanks for having us mm-hmm. appreciate it uh a big big thank you to cliff for coming on that today awesome. that, that was, was very cool absolutely. spectacular thank i'd love to Cliff. chat with him some more we'll give you guys some uh updates as to um some of the stuff that we talked about how that that pans out down the road so thank you for listening we will see you next week Bye for now.